Magic is everywhere, even on the radio waves. You're listening to Magic and the Law of Attraction with Madame Pamita. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Madame Pamita, and you're listening once again to Magic and the Law of Attraction the podcast where you'll learn how to transform your life in magical ways to make it the very best that it can be. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 61 of Magic and the Law of Attraction. What are personal concerns? When researching spells, you may have come across the phrases personal concerns or personal items or bodily concerns or biological specimens. So what are we doing here? Are we creating a Frankenstein monster? Not at all. Not at all. Personal concerns are something that we use in magic, which carries the DNA of the person, yourself or someone else. And you're using that article to create a link between them or yourself and your spell. And in this episode, I'll explain what personal concerns are, how they're used in spells, which ones are best for which spells, which ones are strongest, and what to do if you don't have a personal concern to use in a spell. But before we dive in, I want to tell you about something very special that we do here at the Parlor of Wonders. Each month, I hold a workshop on the first Sunday of the month. The series is called the First Sundays Witchcraft Workshops, and it takes place on the first Sunday of every month at 5 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Central, or 8 p.m. Eastern. These two-hour Zoom workshops offer deep knowledge and a chance to develop your magical skills, plus ask any questions and connect with me about some really amazing magical topics. We've got a lot of great workshops coming up. In April, we'll be working on Saromancy, the secrets of candle wax reading. In May, we'll be working with the secrets of candle smoke and flame reading. In June, we'll be talking about summer solstice magic, pagan and folk magic traditions around the world that are associated with summer solstice. In July, we'll be working uh, on moon magic, working with the moon to transform your magic. August, we'll be talking about mastering the pendulum for divination and spirit contact and more. September, we'll be talking about discovering your past lives. October, we'll be doing a workshop on spiritualism and seances, how to contact the spirit world. November, we'll be talking about ligatura, the art of witches' ladders and not magic. And in December, we'll be focusing on winter solstice magic, pagan and folk magic traditions around the world associated with winter solstice. Every workshop is recorded, so even if you can't make the live or you'd like to rewatch it, you, of course you can. And after registering, you'll receive a confirmation email containing information about joining the webinar. Check them out. You can sign up for them now and sign up for the ones you're interested in. You know, spaces are limited, so make sure you don't get left out. And go register by going to witchcraftworkshops.com. So what are personal concerns? Well, 
You might have heard that word personal concerns being used as an ingredient in a sympathetic magic spell. Remember that sympathetic magic is magic where we are affecting something from a distance. So if you don't have access to the actual thing, you use sympathetic magic to connect to that thing, link to that thing magically and work on it at a, at a distance. So personal concerns are items that have some intimate connection to the target, the target being the person you're working on. So it can be either yourself or someone else. Think of those um, personal concerns as being literally or figuratively adding the DNA of the person to your spell. If you're doing a spell on someone or something other than yourself, a personal concern is going to give you a link to that person, that place, or that thing, and make the spell work more connected to them. Now, the term personal concerns comes to us through African-American hoodoo, but the practice of using these personally connected artifacts is really present in the folk magic of almost every country and every culture. This goes back to ancient times. Zoroastrianism, which is the oldest currently practiced religion and the dominant pre-Islamic religious tradition of the Iranian people was founded in the 6th or 7th century BCE, if not earlier. That's the first documentation that we have of Zoroastrianism. Now, there are Zoroastrian documents that refer to burying fallen or cut hair or nail clippies, clippings in a place that is far from home and reciting an incantation. So magic with personal concerns goes back to ancient, ancient times and is really cross-cultural. So what are some examples of personal concerns? Well, here are some of the personal concerns that can be used in your magic. Now, these are the most common personal concerns. It's not a complete list by any means, but really these are probably going to cover 99% of personal concerns that you would be using in your spell work. They range from most powerful to least powerful. The way we range, sort of arrange them as powerful or quantify them as powerful, the more intimate the personal concern, the more powerful it is. The less intimate it is, the less power it brings to your spell work. The less it connects, in other words, the less it connects or links to that person. So things like bodily fluids, like semen or vaginal fluid or menstrual blood are very strong. Blood, saliva, sweat, mucus or urine are also very, very strong. We can use feces in negative work as a personal concern. And then we move to something like body hair or hair from the head, toenail clippings, fingernail clippings, or pieces of skin that have come off or skin scrapings. Clothing that has been worn by the target and not washed, meaning that it was intimate, you know, and absorbed sweat or absorbed um, bodily oils or things like that is going to be also a, a great personal concern. It has the person's DNA on it, as long as it hasn't been washed. If it's been washed, then it's neutral. Um, dirt from a footprint or a foot track of your target can also connect to them. A handwritten signature can connect to another person. Something that was owned by the person, we see this in psychometry where we can get a sense of the person by holding something that was owned by that person. A photograph of the person can even be a personal concern, but a photograph is probably the, the least strong personal concern that you can bring in. Why is that? Well, because it's not very intimate, 
it, you know, a photograph can be found anywhere on the internet. We can find a photograph of a person. It's not really connecting you to that person, but it's a small connection. So if, if a photograph is all you can get, then that can be your personal concern. But if you can get one of these other ones, they're much, much stronger. You can encounter other personal concerns, things like teeth or earwax or something that the target touched. Those are other examples of personal concern, but probably don't show up too often in magic. Now, there's another class of personal concerns. That person, Those personal concerns are things like graveyard dirt. So that is dirt taken from the grave of someone and allows you to connect with the spirit of that deceased person. Another type of personal concern may not be around a person at all. It can be around an animal. So if you have a pet, of course, you can take the same personal concerns from your pet. It could be nail clippings, fur, you know, if you comb them, it can be fur or something like that. It could also be saliva, you know, could be easily obtained and that would connect you to that pet. Lastly, you might want to connect to a place. So um, you could connect to a personal concern of a location by taking dirt or maybe a chip of paint or a piece of plaster from a place that you are trying to connect to. I think about this in a great example in Slavic magic where um, a, a young woman who is going to get married, is betrothed to someone, would take a piece of the peach, the wood stove, with her. This is a way of taking her ancestors with her as she goes to her new home and she, as she gets married. So this is a lovely way to connect to a place, your old home that you grew up with in by having that personal concern of your home, of your peach, your wood stove. Let's talk about those personal concerns. So what are they used for? Well, Obviously, things like semen, vaginal fluid, or menstrual blood are going to be used in sex magic spells. That's a pretty obvious one there. Blood can be used for things like compacts. If you're, um, you know, committing something, you could use blood as a commitment. We think we think of this, in, for example, in ways where people would be like um, sharing blood because they were linking themselves as blood brothers or blood sisters, right? This is a way of linking through that personal concern of your blood in someone else's. Now, of course, with all of these things, these bodily fluids, you want to be absolutely safe. So you want to make sure that um, you're not just willy-nilly working with these or working in ways that, that is unsafe with these because bodily fluids can transmit some kind of, of things like hepatitis C, HIV, and other things. So you want to be sure that you are um, being very careful with these um, more intimate bodily fluids. Um, saliva, sweat, mucus um, are also personal concerns that really link somebody. They have the person's DNA on it. It's very, uh, you, almost like a unique scent that someone has when we think about sweat. Saliva, of course, carries our DNA. We can use saliva for doing a DNA test, so we know that has DNA in it. Um, those things can be used to link very strongly to someone. So if you have something that the person has, for example, blown their nose or um, maybe licked on a lollipop and you had the lollipop stick, you have something of a personal concern in those things that they cast off. Urine is also used as a personal concern as well. 
we use urine um, to mark something just like a an animal will mark its territory with urine urine is often used to mark property that this property is mine or to drive away uh, anyone else from a certain area to really designate something as belonging to you in hoodoo we often see urine being used in floor washes so a little bit of urine is added to a floor wash to give power over a certain place so this is a way of kind of kind of influencing some place or giving power that you are connected to that place and it's a way of linking you to that location feces can be used in negative work of course poop is not a lovely thing we're not going to use this in positive work but we're going to use this in work where maybe we want to do destructive work or curse magic we can use um, feces uh, you can use your own feces on someone else for a curse. Of course, someone else, you know, you could use their feces if you can find it, you know, if you have access to that. And that would be for negative work. Body hair is a really, or hair from the head is a super traditional tool for um, linking magic. We often see this in love spells, for example. When we take a piece of the hair from our head and we take the piece of our target's hair and we knot them together to link or to bind the two of us together, that can be a beautiful way of working that binding spell to, to really solidify a committed relationship. Um, bodily hair, pubic hair, all of that can be used, of course, depending on where the hair is found. If it's pubic hair, you can use it in more of a sex magic spell. Hair from the head can be just simply to link something to yourself. Oftentimes we take a hair from our head and add it to a charm bag, a mojo bag, or some other kind of spell to link it to us. So that's another way that we can work with hair. Toenail clippings, fingernail clippings, or skin scrapings, they can, these are all ways that we can um, also get that DNA and add that to our spell. Fingernail clippings can be used to grasp onto something or for spells where we want to bring luck, for example, to our hands. That's a great way to think about that. I'm going to be giving some examples of the, those kinds of spells uh, specifically, but this is a great way of thinking about that and how you can use that. Toenail clippings can be used for making sure that our steps are lucky, that we walk toward our goals, that we um, that we uh, stand strong. Anything associated with standing, feet, walking, moving, traveling could be really benefited by having a toenail clipping in there that represents your feet or someone else's feet. Dirt from a foot track or a footprint. Um, the track of your target. Usually this is done on someone else. We wouldn't necessarily do it on ourselves, but we would do on someone else. If you want to co control someone or to have some influence over someone, you can take their foot track. That is the dirt where they have stepped in the dirt where they have left a footprint. And you can use that to connect to them. Again, it's a little bit weaker. We don't see that DNA connection in there, but that definitely has a individual print quality to it so it will connect to that person um, and there are actually some very strong spells that come come from foot track magic or footprint magic so and this shows up in hoodoo it also shows up in slavic magic and lots of other magical practices a handwritten signature of someone now when we think about these ones going up that we've talked about uh, clothing that has been worn, for example, and not washed can be a really powerful connection or toenail clippings. Now, if you are working on somebody who is not intimate to you, you're not going to have access to these things. You're not going to be able to get necessarily a hair from um, a judge, for example, that you want to influence or a boss that you want to influence. So rather than 
um, have something like that, you, if you're doing a less intimate spell, it's appropriate for you to have a less intimate personal concern. Something like a handwritten signature, like their original signature can be a great link to somebody who you're not intimate with. Something that was owned by the person can also be a powerful link. So if there is a business card of theirs or something else that was owned by them and you have possession of it, if they've touched it, that can also bring a lot of energy from that person in a less intimate way for a less intimate spell. Lastly, a photograph of the person, the name of the person even can be a link to getting that um, uh, beautiful uh, connection between them. So think about those things. If it's less intimate, you don't have to have those super strong uh, personal concerns. But if it's more intimate, you want to try to get those more intimate personal concerns, depending on the type of magic you're using. So let's talk about the ways that you can use personal concerns. So personal concerns are not just from other people. You can add your own personal concerns to things, as I mentioned earlier, things like charm bags, mojo bags, candle spells, or other spell work where you want to strengthen the ties of the benefit to yourself, right? This is my charm bag. This is my mojo bag. This is a candle spell to bring power to me or to bring abundance to me. Adding your personal concern to your spell can absolutely connect that strongly to you and can be a great way to reinforce that it's for you. If you're doing a spell to draw money, for example, and customers to the place of business, you could add, for example, a little bit of your own urine to a floor wash made with abundant prosperity bath crystals, or you might add a piece of hair to a fame and fortune mojo bag to draw popularity and respect and success to yourself or your career or your project. So if it's something that you do with your hands, you can add a fingernail clipping or two or 10 or whatever to ensure that what you do with your hands draws success. So those are some examples. Another example is you can add someone else's personal concerns to your spell work when you want to work on them remotely. That's not just for coercive magic. It's not just for curse work or anything like that. You can do lovely spells that are non-coercive. For example, maybe you want your child to succeed on a school test. You can place a piece of their hair along with your petition under a, a let's say, an owl candle dressed with grand success oil. That would be a perfect little candle spell. And you're adding your child's DNA to that so that they do well on their test. You can also add your personal concerns and another person's personal concerns when you want to do work on something for both of you. As I mentioned earlier, you can tie your, a strand of your hair around a strand of your lover's hair to bind the two of you together in your commitment. And then you can place it in a honey jar spell to bring sweetness to that relationship or more um, commitment or more uh, romance or whatever it is that you're working on. That sweetening aspect of the honey jar is there to really make that very, very sweet. And the hair is there to make it a committed relationship. One of my teachers once said that getting a piece of hair is your relationship insurance policy. Even if things are going great in your relationship, get a piece of your beloved's hair as soon as possible in that relationship and hang on to it. You may have a great relationship and you may never need to use that piece of hair, but if the day ever comes that you need to use it for a spell, maybe it's a reconciliation or an influence spell to get a proposal or to have a proposal accepted, or you're doing a spell to bring the romance and the spark back to your relationship, you will have that piece of hair to use. I have 
had many, 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 many clients who want to do things like love poppets and honey jars, and they are only missing the personal concern. They had a breakup and they want to work on a person and they don't have a piece of their hair. They don't have a personal concern. So yes, there are lots of things that you can do. You can set candles. You can do all kinds of other sorts of spell work without a personal concern, but not having that piece of hair limits the kinds of spells that you can do. And so I really encourage you, if you're in a relationship, save it for a rainy day. You may never need it. I've never, never used it, you know, before, but you might have that reconciliation that you may want to do. And if you have that hair, you're able to do all the spells. You can do anything you want. If you don't have that hair, you're limited. Now I'm going to, in a minute, I'm going to tell you what you can do if you don't have a personal concern for your spell. But before I do that, I want to share a really great resource with you. Did you know that you ho- you can hold the secret to successful and beautiful candle spells right in your hands? I've written a best-selling book called The Book of Candle Magic, Candle Spell Secrets to Change Your Life. And if you don't have a copy yet, you don't know what you're missing out on. This is not a simple recipe book of candle spells. Those books exist out there and they're great. But this book teaches you the hows and whys of candle magic so that you can create your own custom candle spells for yourself and feel confident casting them. This book features authentic candle magic that anyone can do and encourages you to dance in the moonlight and rekindle your spark of magic with a little wick, wax, and flame. Whether you are new to candle spells or have years of experience, I will, I can guarantee you, you're going to find something in this book that you're going to use and you're going to love, and it's going to be great for you. And reading this book, you'll feel me guiding you every step of the way as you perform spells and gain the confidence to create your own. The Book of Candle Magic empowers you to manifest more love, more happiness, more prosperity, and more fulfillment. Learn how to make candles from scratch, do candle readings, start your personal grimoire, and add some pizzazz to your candle spell rituals and so much more. The Book of Candle Magic has over 1,200 reviews on Amazon and has earned a five-star rating and has consistently been in the top 100 bestsellers on Amazon's Magic Studies chart. If you don't have a copy, what are you waiting for? You can get it at your favorite bookseller or get a personalized signed copy at parlorwonders.com. And while you're there, be sure to check out my other books, Baba Yaga's Book of Witchcraft, Slavic Magic from the Witch of the Woods, and Madame Pamita's Magical Tarot, using the cards to make your dreams come true. So let's get back to personal concerns. What happens if you don't have a com- personal concern? You know, we had we talked about that problem. When you're working on yourself or someone you're close to, it's pretty easy to get a personal concern. But What if you're working on someone who's far away or is estranged from you? If you can't get a personal concern, then my recommendation is choose a type of work where a personal concern is not required, right? So let's talk about those, which ones are which? So spell work that requires a personal concern. Examples of work that require a personal concern, for example, I mentioned earlier, honey jars and poppets or doll babies. Now you can do a honey jar with a photograph or you can do a poppet or a doll baby with just herbs. And you could certainly try this time of type of work without having a personal concern, but traditionally they are done with personal concerns and will have the probably the strongest best effect if you have a personal concern in them. These are traditionally done with personal concerns. But there's plenty of spell work that does not require personal concerns. So things like candle spells, incense spells, 
spiritual baths, sachet powders, and working with spiritual oils. None of those require personal concern. And so those are easy to do. And you don't need to have a personal concern to make them effective. They're not traditionally done with personal concerns, but if you wanted to add a personal concern, let's say to your candle spell or your incense spell, you could do that. It doesn't say it's not required, but it is possible to do that. There's other spell work where personal concerns are optional. Um, so things like floor washes, vigil candles, and some mojo bags don't require a personal concern. So depending on what kind of work you're doing, you may add a personal concern to it, but it's optional and it's not always necessary. So last thing to wrap this up, if you have a personal concern, of yourself or your target, you have the full range of choices as to the kind of work that you can do. If you don't have a personal concern, then your best choice is to choose a type of work that doesn't require a personal concern rather than choosing one that does require personal concern and in a sense, doing it only halfway. If you wanna learn more about personal concerns, check out my blog post, I've got a great one, how to use personal concerns and spells. You can find it by going to parlorwonders.com go to the learn tab and go to how to guides. You can also check out my video on personal concerns. Go to youtube.com slash Pamita and look for the video called using personal concerns and spells. Well, that about does it for this episode of magic and the law of attraction. If you would like to get even more info about personal concerns, then check out the learn page over at parlor of wonders, where you'll find a ton of free resources, including workshops, blog posts, how to guides, how to videos, past podcast episodes, and the way to join me live over zoom for the magic Q and a tea party that takes place every Sunday at 5 PM Pacific, 6 PM mountain, 7 PM central, and 8 PM Eastern. Just go to parlorwonders.com and click on the learn tab to see all the good there. Thank you to all the Spell Squad members out there who have subscribed to and shared this podcast with your friends. You are amazing and thank you so much. Thank you so much to the fabulous folks who have left reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Those reviews are incredibly helpful and I'm so appreciative of you doing that and taking the time to do that. Thank you to Jill Navarre for production and engineering. Thank you to Manfred Hofer for announcing and thank you to you for joining me. Whether you're here with me live or listening on the podcast, I am very grateful for you. And I want to say that I'm looking forward to next episode when we'll be answering the question, how do I work with animal familiars? Until next time, this is Madame Pamita saying, keep making your life the most magical adventure ever. Pamita.